What's up to all my listeners out there? My name is Lindsay, and thank you so much for checking out the And One Podcast. If you have not listened to our podcast before, well, thank you so much for checking us out. And if you have listened before, then welcome back. I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and we're going to get straight into the episode. So if you have not listened to previous episodes of my podcast, which you definitely should after listening to this episode, then you wouldn't know that I actually joined my first fantasy league. I decided on my podcast to make a segment each week to talk about how I'm doing, which is this segment that we're doing, fantasy basketball. I have some news. I lost fantasy last week. My winning streak is sadly over, and now I'm 3-3 three and three and I'm back in third place. So I made a good comeback through this week, and I'm crushing my opponent going into today, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to win. My disappointments of the week have been Jalen Brown and Jamal Murray. Jalen's missing two games for me this week because of his knee, and Jamal has missed two due to a postponement and his knee, which is really disappointing because Jalen Brown usually gets me a lot of points, and I think he probably would have gotten in so many points during that Clippers game where we won. And also Jamal Murray usually gets me good points too. Also, I thought when I picked up Victor Oladipo that he would be getting me a lot more points than he has. He definitely needs to step it up for my team or I may drop him. I was like expecting him to get a lot more points since he was definitely one of like the biggest pickups you could have gotten at the time. And now since switching teams, I feel like he's a little on the down low, so I hope he can get me more points soon. We've got highs and lows where we talk about some of the high points and some of the low points inside the NBA. So for our first one, we got like a high slash low for the different teams. So this one is the streaks are over. So this one's more the low. The Jazz ended their 11-game winning streak on Sunday against the Nuggets. Jokic scored a career high matching at the time, 47 points to help the Nuggets win. The Jazz are now on a three-game win streak. Um, after losing that game. The Mavericks' um, six-game losing streak ended on Wednesday against the Hawks. They went back to losing, though, losing by 31 to the Warriors on Thursday, and then came back stronger, winning against the Warriors behind a strong performance by Luka. So how much do streaks really mean? I try not to read too much into streaks because I know like streaks don't always translate to winning in the playoffs, but streaks are important because it does really impact where you are in the standings. Like the Mavericks are really low right now and the Jazz are high in the West. So obviously streaks impact where you are in the standings, but I don't I don't think it always translates to playoff wins as we saw because last year the Jazz did well. And I think they also had a streak last year and then they lost in the first round. So it always fluctuates and changes. So for our high, we have the All-Star Game may happen. It's looking pretty likely that we will get an All-Star Game, plus a dunk contest and skills challenge in Georgia um, during March. Some players are expressing unhappiness about it, though. LeBron said it's a slap in the face, along with players including Giannis, Harden, and Leonard who criticized this. So what do I feel? Um, I feel like the All-Star Game is obviously a money grab for the for the NBA because they lost so much money last year and they really need this game to help them get more ratings and get money. And I just feel like it's very um, two-sided with like what they're doing with the players and keeping them so quarantined and stuff, but they want to invite 20, 20 different teams' players to come play together. So I feel like the, the NBA is going really back and forth with their standards, and I, I understand why the players are upset about it because at the beginning of the season, they said there wasn't going to be an all-star game, and especially players like LeBron, who, who just played in the NBA Finals and now starting this now starting the season. And these players are giving up a lot to be able to do this, so I don't feel like the all-star game should happen. It just seems so unnecessary, but... You know, the the league needs their money, so that's why they're doing it. 
And speaking of the All-Star game, we have our first voting results in. Kevin Durant leads all vote-getters with 2.3 million, while LeBron and Curry are the next two highest. Um, I'm surprised that LeBron doesn't have the highest, because I feel like he's always, like, the highest vote-getter. But good for Kevin Durant. Next up, we have a love, which is courtside Karen. Okay, so this is my favorite segment we have for this whole episode. So LeBron got heated with a couple of fans who were sitting courtside during their game against the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta on Monday. One of the hecklers on social media claimed that she was ejected from the game and that her husband and LeBron were trash-talking. I don't know how it's considered trash-talking if this random guy is talking to LeBron James. I guess it's just a conversation, not as much trash-talking. James said he disagreed with the fan getting kicked out and that he enjoys fan interactions. Later that night, James tweeted, Courtside Karen was mad mad. And this started the hashtag Courtside Karen on social media. So do I think fans should be so close to the players during this time? I absolutely do not think that courtside um, fans um, should be around the players during this time, especially with COVID and everything. And I remember the lady like wasn't taking her, she, she refused to put her mask back on, which was I think especially one of the reasons why they just wanted to get her out and get rid of the situation. But I definitely don't think there should be courtside fans going on. They should be, like, more spread out around the stadium. Next up for our high, we got Comeback Kings. We didn't just have one, but two five-point comebacks in one weekend at, during the fourth quarter with, like, the last few seconds left. You're not just getting highs and lows. You're also getting crazy finishes in this segment, too. So, first up, we've got um, the Wizards. So, with 8.1 seconds to go, the Nets were up by five against the Wizards. No big deal, right? The Nets should obviously win. And then Beal hits a three to make it a two-point lead. Still, no big deal. You have a two-point lead. There's, like, no seconds left. Wrong. One of the Wizards players deflected the Nets' inbound pass to Westbrook to take a one-point lead. So now the Wizards have a lead, and the Nets end up missing a layup, and Beal hit two free throws to end up leading the Wizards to a win. This was, like, amazing. I always think these comebacks are great, but we didn't just have one. We had two. So the Bulls are up by five with 11.5 seconds to go against the Blazers. Obviously, no big deal, right? No, then it was Dame time. Dame hit a three with 8.2 seconds left to only be down by two. Then he hit one of the craziest buzzer beaters ever. Definitely look it up after listening because it was beautiful. (laughs) You can look up Blazers versus Bulls crazy finish and they'll find this shot. It was like over, he was like falling backwards when he shot it. And like, I don't even know how he did it. He's just amazing. Next up, we've got Durant breaking rules. So Kevin Durant was pulled in the third quarter of the Nets game against the Raptors on Friday due to health and safety protocols. Durant didn't start the game because of this reason, but then played in the first quarter. He didn't start because of an inconclusive test by somebody he was with earlier that day. And that person later tested positive, so Durant had to be removed. Durant then tweeted after leaving the game, free me. I definitely love that players have social media because then you get all these funny social media things. So how do I feel about this? I was very confused by this whole situation, and most people were, because everybody's like, what's the NBA doing? Like, what's going on? Like, why was he playing when they knew there was inconclusive tests? Like, this was just a very confusing situation that the NBA does not need, and this is just not looking good towards their hopes to have the All-Star game, and it's just, I just was really confused by the whole thing. And I definitely didn't think Durant should be playing if there was an inconclusive test, so this was just not good. Next up, we have our high, which is moving on up. So Mello moved up to lucky number 13 on the all-time scoring list on Tuesday against the Wizards. And on Thursday, Mello's bud LeBron passed Will Chamberlain for third on the NBA all-time field goal list. So congrats to those two. 
Next up, we've got top performances, which is, I would think, pretty self-explanatory of a segment. I'm going to tell you guys some of the top performances in the league. First off, we got Jokic, who had a double-double with a new career high, 50 points and 12 assists against the Kings on Saturday in a, um, a loss. Somehow it was a loss. And he also scored 47 on Sunday, which I mentioned in the last segment, matching his career high at the time. Next up, we've got Curry, who had 57 on Saturday, scoring 30 in just the first half against the Mavs on Saturday in a loss also. But you might be thinking, how did he lose? Because on the other side of that game, Luka scored 42 in the win for his team, which is, that, that game was really good between those two, and the Mavericks ended up coming out on top. Next up, we got Jason Tatum, who scored 37 points, helped the Celtics beat the Clippers without Jalen Brown. Next up, we got LeBron James, who had a triple-double against the Nuggets on Thursday, scoring 27 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. LeBron James always amazes me. Like, how is he still getting triple-doubles? Like, shouldn't he be old at this point? He just, like, he he's always in his prime. He ages backwards. Next up, we got Kelly Oubre, who scored a new career-high 40 points to help the Warriors crush the Mavericks in their first matchup against each other. Then we got Giannis, who also had a triple-double like LeBron against the Pacers with 21 points, 14 rebounds, and 10 assists to help beat the Pacers on Wednesday. I think it's really impressive that Giannis is, like, getting into being, like, an assister now, so good for him. And lastly, we've got Kyrie, who scored a season high for himself, 39 points, and eight straight fourth quarter points to help lead the Nets to a victory against the Clippers on Tuesday. And that's it for all our top performances. Now, speaking of top performances, I'm going to tell you guys who my star player of the week was since I saved my top performance for last. So my star player of the week is Fred Van Vliet. On Tuesday against the Orlando Magic, Van Vliet went off for a career-high 54 points. This is a franchise record for the Raptors, by the way, and he now has the single-game record for an undrafted player, which was last set by Moses Malone. On Friday, he was quieter, scoring 11 points with 4 rebounds and 4 assists. And on Saturday, he came back better with a double-double with 25 points and 10 assists. Honestly, I really only chose him because of his record-breaking performance on Tuesday, which was amazing, and I knew right then that I was going to pick him as my star player of the week. He showed everyone that it doesn't matter if you're drafted last, the first pick in the draft, or not drafted at all. It matters what you do on the court when you get the chance that counts, so I totally commend him. He definitely deserves this. He's always been a good guy on the, on the court, and he really cares, and He's just a great player, and I think he definitely deserved the contract he got during the offseason, and I'm super happy for him. So congrats to Fred Van Vliet, and that's it for my Star Player of the Week. Next up, we have Are the Odds in Our Favor, where I make some bets that you can make for the NBA. Before we start this segment, I would like to mention that last time, I was 4 for 5 on my picks, so we'll see how I do this week. I'm not saying I'm a professional pick or anything, but we'll see how I do. There are not many Sunday games going on due to, you know, the Super Bowl, so that narrows down the field to five games. So I decided we're going to do a game pick special where I only pick who's going to win each game. So first off, I decided to throw a little football here and and get a pick. Who's going to win the Super Bowl, the Chiefs or the Bucks? So the people have the Chiefs, and I'm actually going to go with Tampa Bay. Okay, I want to make this clear. I am not a Tom Brady fan. I am not a Tampa Bay fan. I've just always learned do not bet against Tom Brady. He knows what he's doing. So does Patrick Mahomes, but I'm going to go with Tom Brady. I'm, I would not pick against Tom Brady. 
Next up, we got the Celtics versus the Suns, and the people have the Suns, but of course, I'm going to go with the Celtics. I'm a little bit biased, so I cannot pick against my team, so I'm going to go with the Celtics. Then we got the Jazz versus the Pacers. The people got the Jazz, and I'm going to go with the Jazz, too. The Jazz are a great team. I just talked about a streak they had that they lost, but then now they're kind of on a, like, a little more streak again. So we're going to go with the Jazz. Next up, we got the Heat versus the Knicks. The people got the Heat, and I'm, like, really torn because I don't really know what to do because the Knicks are, like, higher in the seating than the Heat, which is crazy to think about because the Heat made it to the finals last year, and the Knicks are just the Knicks. But I think I'm going to go on a limb, and I'm going to go with the Knicks. The Knicks are on a two-game win streak, and, hey, they are higher than the Heat, so I'm going to go with the Knicks. Next up, we've got the Wizards versus the Hornets. The people got the Wizards, and I'm going to go with the Wizards, too. They've been doing pretty well with the whole Russell Westbrook-Bradley Beal thing. I don't know if they're playing together in this game, but Bradley Beal is always amazing, so we're going to go with that. Lastly, we got the Kings versus the Clippers. The people got the Clippers. I'm going to go with the Clippers, too. The Clippers are a great team, and yeah, that was just an easy pick for me. So we'll see how well I'll do, and I'll let you guys know the next time I do this segment. Next up, we've got hashtag girlboss. In this segment, I like to shout women out doing cool things in sports. Before we start, shout out to all girls and women in sports, since this week we celebrated National Girls and Women in Sports Day, even though that should be every day. Since the Super Bowl is happening today, I wanted to shout out some women who will be seeing at the Super Bowl today. So first off, we got Sarah Thomas, who will be the first women official in Super Bowl history, and I also mentioned her in a previous um, girlboss segment. Next up, we've got Morala Javadafar, who is part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and she's an assistant strength and conditioning coach. Next, we've got Lori Locust, who is part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and is an assistant defensive line coach. Then we've got Tiffany Morden, who is part of the Kansas City Chiefs, and she's an assistant athletic trainer. Next up, we got Carly Heffin, who is part of the Tampa Bay Bucks, and she's an scouting assistant. And then we got Julie Freimar, who is a Kansas part of Kansas City Chiefs, and she's an assistant athletic trainer. So I wanted to read this quote, which I really like, from Moral Javadafar, who said, I look forward to the day when it's no longer newsworthy to be a woman working in the pros or making the Super Bowl for that matter. Also, shout out to More Than Just Balls on Instagram, by the way, because I get almost all the people from my segment to shout out from her, and she did an Instagram post this week about these women, so I decided to include it. You can follow her at More Than Just Balls on Instagram. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the And One Podcast. Make sure to share our podcast with your friends and family. That would be greatly appreciated. Our podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts as well. And please rate our podcast five stars and review it so more people can listen just like you. Definitely check out our Instagram. It's very popping over there at And One Podcast, any with an S. And I'll see you guys next time and enjoy Super Bowl Sunday. Adios.